what a header! Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes! Oh, there's magic in that right boot! You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Good evening and welcome to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio. And we're all smiling because it's been an absolutely fantastic weekend for Leicester City. It's been a fantastic season in general. The Foxes are through to the FA Cup semi-final for the first time since 1982. Incredible victory, incredible performance uh, against Manchester United yesterday. Over the course of the next hour, we'll assess that victory with Jerry Taggart and Tony Cotty alongside me, Dan Bates. We'll also hear from Brendan Rodgers, uh, Kelechi Iheanacho and Johnny Evans. We'll talk about what the FA Cup means to Leicester City and what uh, winning it could potentially mean as Jerry Taggart is inquisitively looking around the studio. We will sort your headphones out in two <laughs> moments, Jerry. Don't worry. Uh, we'll also look at uh, some of the other games potentially that took place at the weekend. But I'm sure for uh, for the next hour we'll want to be talking uh, just about Leicester City and what that semi-final with Southampton uh, could mean. Could could happen for Leicester what could happen rather for Leicester I'm confused trying to figure out your headphones Jerry I'm thinking about two or three things at once but uh, good evening to you Um, good evening and good evening to Tony Cotty as well evening Dan evening Sags good evening Tony how are you Tony I'm sure you watched the game yesterday and enjoyed it as much as we did I did Dan yeah I mean uh, what a performance what a result um you know, what it means for the football club. Um, you know, it's, it's a tremendous achievement. You mentioned those stats, Dan, didn't you? Now, first time since 1982. There's a lot of Leicester teams had a go at it, trying to get to that semi-final and been close a few times, but now back back at Wembley and looking forward to it. And, um, you know, it, it just was a, it was a fantastic day and a, a good draw as well for the semi-final. So I think, you know, all, all, you couldn't really fault the day, I think. It was a fantastic performance. And I really, really enjoyed the game. And I mean, you've obviously watched a lot of, of Leicester this season, Tony. Do you think that was one of the best performances of the season? We seem to be saying that almost every single time we do an extra time show at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they just seem to be getting better and better. And, you know, you've got to put it in context. You've got to, you've got to look at the opposition they was playing. You know, it's a fantastic team with, with excellent players. But this is a Leicester team full of confidence, full of good players and, and, and controlled the game and dictated the game and... and you know, I I think um, you know at half time I, I'm sort of thinking like most Leicester fans really. I'm thinking, well, please, please, please give Leicester not an easy draw, but be kind with the draw. You know, we all knew who would be best really for Leicester to play, and I don't want to take any bit away from Southampton because they're a good team. But once that draw come out, you're then thinking, okay, right, level, it's one all, and you're thinking to yourself, what Manchester United team's coming out for this second half? How are they going to be in the second half? But do you know what, Dan? It didn't matter. Because Leicester were that good in the second half. And, you know, as soon as that second goal went in, I felt they controlled the game and uh, thoroughly deserved to win and rounded it off, obviously, with that third goal. And it, 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 just the overall performance. And I'm sure we'll talk about it and eulogise about how great some of the performances were. But, you know, the, the players individually and as a team, I think it was up there with one of their best performances of the season, without a doubt. Absolutely. That's what uh, James Bruin says on Facebook as well. He says performance of the season. Good evening uh, to everybody else who's listening. Uh, Fee, uh, Craig, um, thank you for tuning in as, as you do every single week. Jerry Taggart, you're here every I'm other back. week, aren't you? And yeah. you're back in, and you can hear us now. Your headphones are <laughs> finally can't. working. I can't. Uh, so you've heard mainly uh, what Tony Cotty had to say. He's mm-hmm. eulogising about the Foxes and I'm, I'm sure you want to do the same. Yeah, well, I think Tony said it all. I think it's fair to say 
I thought Manchester United towards the end of the game looked a little bit tired. Uh, but in saying that, you know, that's because Leicester were relentless in their pursuit of the victory last night. And by the end of it, yet again, and I, I don't know how many times I've said it in the last year and a half or so, you know, they just couldn't live with them. Pace, power, football, you name it. Yuri Telemann's in the centre of the park. I mean, I, I'm not saying I was dreaming about him last night, but when I woke up this morning, it was... I'm not joking here. I mean, I just thought, that has got to be one of the best performances I've seen in a long, long time. From not just a midfielder, but any player, because he just strode around. the. It was like, it was like watching Robin Cousins. You remember Robin Cousins on, on an ice rink? You know, just skating around, you know, just drifting around as if he'd, without a care in the world and just, you know, controlling the centre of that midfield and to top it all off with his goal. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Kelechi as well in a bit, but for me, and I give Marlon Max a Kelechi, <laughs> and I, I wanted to, to take it back, but Yuri Tielemans, I mean, he was just fabulous. It was just great to watch. It really was. I was going to say you were put on the spot a little bit being asked to, to name your man of the match, although yeah. you're asked every <laughs> single game yeah. at, at the end of it. But I can understand why you did give it to Kelechi Iheanacho, again, for his performance, for the fact he's now got seven goals in four games. He's mm. absolutely on fire. But Yuri Tittmans, he, he, he was another level, wasn't he, yesterday? I mean, ridiculous. I think, you know, obviously, <clears throat> by the time the second half and obviously got his goal, he just, he just controlled it. He looked really comfortable in a skin, which he always does, but... You know, you've got to remember you're playing Manchester United. It didn't make a blind bit of difference to him. I mean, it was just an incredible performance. Time and space, whenever he wanted, his use of the ball was superb. Uh, and he, he, you know, he glided across the across across the pitch. And you know, when he wanted the ball, he received it. He knew exactly what he was going to do with it before he got it. Just an incredible <laughs> performance. And the goal, you know, we we talk about the goal for five minutes. I'm definitely going to miss someone out when I say this, but Tony Lester did that yesterday without Harvey Barnes, without James Madison, without Ricardo Pereira, Dennis Pratt's only just coming back from injury. I'm sure there's there's more that I can reel off because of the injuries that Lester have had, but that underlines yet again what an amazing job Brendan Rodgers is doing this season, firstly, and how good that performance was. Yeah, James Justin as well. You forgot them. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's players to come back um, it, you know, Brendan. Every every time I come on the show, I'm, I'm you know I feel like I'm, I'm running out of things to say about it because you know Tags has got uh, you know got on about Tielemans. He was fantastic. Kelechi was great. There were some other really really good performances. But the manager just seems to get it right, doesn't he? He seems to pick the right teams, the right formations. And I, I think the reason that that Yuri's playing so well now. I mean. He's got those three centre-halves behind him, so he can relax to a degree in terms of if you're trying to things on the ball, you know you've got not only three centre-halves, but you've also got a fantastic holding midfield player alongside you as well in Wilfred. He's now got the two options up front, which gives him more options when he gets on the ball and that. But, you know, he, he's just been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, Brendan got it right again with the team and, um, you know, the system that he's playing. And, uh, I, you know, I said, I think I was on last week, and I said, I think it's a system that really could suit Leicester well for the rest of this season. And uh, they got it all right. And, and it, it's very rarely with a game, you, you know, after a game, sometimes you, you you look and you can think of sort of six or seven things you got right. But there's always maybe one or two things that you didn't really get right on the day. But 
you couldn't say that about that performance. I, you know, I, I just think it was a, a as, as good an all-round performance, and not just from the players, but from the manager as well. On, on Facebook, uh, Philip Cunningham says, uh, Jerry Taggart waxing lyrical is so funny. Uh, so continue that, Jerry. Uh, and Raymond also says, oh no, Tags is speaking about his dreams. <laughs> At least you don't have to sit opposite him, Raymond. Um, yeah, it was just, it was brilliant. Uh, we've had a, a question as well from David, uh, David Grogan, going a little bit off topic from the game yesterday, but it, but it kind of all is linked. It, he says, as, as disappointing as it was going out to Slavia Prague in mm-hmm. the Europa League, yeah. Has has that actually maybe been a, a mini blessing? You think about those two results that we've just had against Sheffield United, against Manchester United. Yeah. There was a week in between each of those, which there wouldn't have been had Leicester still been in the Europa League. Yeah. It's a difficult one. It really is because I think, I don't know what you think, Tony, but I think, you know, the players themselves want to do well in European competition. I'm not saying they don't want to do well in the FA Cup. Of course they do. But I think... You know, if you're doing well in Europe, then, you know, the whole world gets to see you. I'm not saying the whole world doesn't get to see you in the FA Cup, but you, you know what I'm trying to It's the biggest stage in football is the European competitions. So I'm sure the players wanted to do, wanted to get over the line against Slavia Prague. But in saying that, this is where I agree, is that, yeah, maybe that was, uh, <clears throat> it's hard to say, it's hard to explain. I'm not saying the players went out there. They just lacked that little bit of cutting edge against Prague. You've got to give Prague credit. I thought they were fantastic. And they've gone on to prove that against Rangers, beating Rangers at home 2-0. Uh, I think they're one of the best way teams I've seen at the stadium ever. Uh, the way they set up the play away from home in, in a European game. I think they're one of the best functioning teams. I'm not saying they're the greatest team, but as far as a team that functions well in a certain system, I've not seen as good as that here at King Power Stadium. So is it a blessing in disguise? Probably, because they've had that opportunity. One opportunity's gone amiss, another opportunity presents itself. You can't probably, could Leicester have gone out and won all, or both competitions, finished in the top four? The likelihood of that happening is very few and far between. So yes, one opportunity goes out the door, another door opens, and it's the FA Cup. And boy, did they take that opportunity and, and grasp that opportunity, Tony, with both hands yesterday. Yeah, they did. It was, you know, as we said, fantastic before. Just touching on what Tag said, he asked me what I thought mm-hmm. about it. I, I think as a player, you, 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 don't, you don't want to get knocked out of competition. You, I think as a player, you would rather play games than train. Certainly me yeah. and Tags would have done that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you, the, the confidence that comes through winning games and that. And, you know, that, make no mistake, that would have been a blow to go out to Slavia. And, and also, also as well, it, it, was a, it was a route to getting into the Champions League, wasn't it? Yeah. You win the Europe, as we well know, you, you can get into the Champions League and everyone's striving to get into that Champions League. Having said all that, I think um, in terms of rest and recuperation from games and the intense schedule that the club's had since Christmas. It's been relentless, hasn't it? It's been midweek games, midweek games. And, you know, I, I think it's hard for the, the so-called big six teams to, to deal with it. You know, like even a Manchester City squad, it's hard. And, and Pep has to rotate the players and everything. So, you know, it, for Leicester City Football Club to juggle with the three competitions, it was always going to be very difficult. Not yeah. impossible, but it was always going to be really, really difficult. And I think 
as, as, as bitter as that was, and it was really disappointing, I would agree with Tags. They are a very good team, and they're going to go, they'll go quite a long way in this competition, in the Europa League, I think. But, you know, it was disappointing to go out, but it might well be that blessing in disguise. It's given players time to recover. The players from injuries, as you spoke about, Dan, they're coming back from injury now. And, you know, Leicester have got a, a great chance of not only qualifying for the Champions League, they've also got as good a chance of winning that FA Cup that they've ever had, really. And we all know the record in the FA Cup finals and that. But there's a real opportunity now for the football club to, to win the semi-final and, and, you know, get in the final and one-off game at Wembley, anyone can win the FA Cup. We all know that. Look at Wigan beat Man City seven years ago or whenever it was. You know, it can happen on the day that you've got to get there. You know, great performance yesterday but they've got to make sure they don't take Southampton lightly in the semi-final. Yeah, fingers crossed it can happen again this season. Let's hear now from Brendan Rodgers. Yesterday it was his 100th game in charge of the Foxes and boy, did they mark it in style. Brendan, many congratulations. First FA Cup semi-final for Leicester since 1982. And as far as yourself, your 100th game in charge, I guess you couldn't have asked for much more from your side tonight. No, no, not at all. And hopefully I can be good enough uh, over the next few years to have another 100 games. That, that would be nice. Um... Yeah, I thought it was a very good team performance. You know, we're playing against a, uh, a top-level team who've got outstanding players, and you only need to see Manchester United's record and, and how good they are. But uh, but I thought overall we were we were excellent in the game, defend it well, press the game well, and then when we had the ball, we uh, we were excellent. Were you surprised when the team sheets came in, and did that alter the way you wanted to play at all? No, no, not at all. I think whatever team they play, they're they're, uh, they're going to have an outstanding team. You see with the players that they have. So uh, and then obviously what they've uh, what they can bring into the game. So uh, so either way, you're playing against Manchester United. You're playing against one of the biggest clubs in world football, and you're going to have to play well to win. In terms of the goals themselves, the first one was almost gift wrapped to Kelechi. Was that coming though from a way you'd set up to work them out from when they were playing from the back? Yeah, well, like any top team, you want to build a game at, uh, at times, and uh, yeah, set the trap, nicked it, and, and scored the first goal. Uh, second goal wasn't the, the goal that we conceded. We, we could have been better in. We spoke about that at half time because I thought overall in the first half we were excellent, uh, but uh, but didn't stop the uh, didn't stop the cross. So we sorted that out at half time, and in second half showed all all elements to, to win in a top game of what you need to do and uh, yeah it was a big win for us. Is Kletchi Inacho playing his best football right now? I would think so, I would think so, he's full of confidence and any player when you play with confidence then uh, you play to a high level so great composure for the first goal and uh, and the second uh, he's there at the right spot and, and gets the finish. And Yuri's goal as well was pretty special, probably one of the biggest cheers I've heard here this season despite the fact there's only a couple of hundred people in the ground, it was a really good strike. Yeah, yeah, well it was a really good team goal, we, we worked it down one side, came out, exploited the space on the other side of the pitch and he steps forward and, and scores really, really well. So, um, so yeah, delighted for him and um, yeah, he's, he's playing at a really high level. Did you know the draw was at half-time today and did you take any notice of that? I didn't know the draw was at half-time, but I didn't know who we, we were playing and it wasn't of any interest really okay. until afterwards. So, uh, But yeah, I think when you play a semi-final of a cup, you know it's always going to be a tough game. Yeah, interesting hearing that from Brendan Rodgers. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that draw and that game with Southampton a little bit later on. We'll also talk about uh, Brendan Rodgers, the fact that that was his 100th game in charge as well. We'll talk about the role that he's played at, at Leicester in our... In, in the last couple of years or so, uh, again, a bit later on. But we've got to talk about the game. One thing I picked up from that, Tony, was it, he was asked about the team sheet, about Manchester United's team sheet, more to the point, about the changes that they'd obviously made. He was asked if, if that changed their approach at all. He said, absolutely not. Well, yeah, I, I think Brendan would say that. There's no doubt about it. 
it did it change Man United? I mean, the fact they they made the four subs tells you everything about their performance. But you know, it was for me, it was more about Leicester. It was it was the way Leicester approached the game and the way Leicester took the game to Manchester United. And even with, if those four players had started the game, I still think it would have been a really really tough game for Manchester United. I, I honestly believe that. So, you know, they went on and they, they did what they did, Leicester. But, you know, you can pick it to pieces about Manchester United and they didn't do this, they didn't do that. They were tired and all them sort of things and that. But you can only beat the opposition that's put in front of you. And, you know, as, as I've said, Brendan picked the right team, he picked the right formation. And, you know, what certainly wasn't doing what I was doing at halftime and you know, thinking about who's playing who in the semi-finals. <laughs> you know, you've got to be professional. You get on with your job. You beat the team that's in front of you. And, and you know, it was a very, very polished performance. Let's talk about the goals then. So the, the first one, as as James Field and our commentator put it to Brendan Rodgers there, was gift-wrapped. And mm-hmm. it was, wasn't it? Because it was it was poor defensive play, but really good pressing from, from Leicester. And, and they did that all game from, from minute one. They were pressing every time a Manchester United player got it, they were right at them. Yeah, and I, th- and I think, you know, the, the focus will be on the poor pass from Fred. Uh, I think the ball comes in from Harry Maguire to Fred, and it's a poor back pass from him. But what you've got to watch is watch Kalecci and Acho and his movement. Just at that moment when Fred goes to play it back, he is on the front foot. He is already on the run. And because he anticip- anticipates it, and he's not just in a good area of the pitch to stop them from playing out, he's actually on the front foot, ready to pounce on that pass. So even if it had been a good pass from Fred, it would have been pretty tight. It's fair to say. It wouldn't have probably been gift-wrapped. Do you think Kelechi Inacho, if he'd not scored five in three, would have been as ready as he was there? But because the confidence is so high, he's ready to anticipate absolutely anything? No, I think we've seen a change all round anyway in Kelechi's game, whether he scored five five and three or whatever it was going into that game. I think, uh, I'm not saying he's a different animal entirely, but he, he's, his all-round work rate, his understanding of what Brendan wants from him in a game of football has improved. He's changed that. You, that's for all to see. The goals have come because of the hard work he's put it in, because of his attitude towards you know, playing in a Leicester City team. That's why he's got his goals. We all know he's a good finisher, and we all know what he's capable, capable of, but it's the hard work and it's that willingness to, to do the right things at the right time, and that's exactly why he got his first goal. He pounced on a, on a poor pass, but it's because he was ready for it. And because he was in the right position for it, that's why he got that goal. You were on with us last week as well, Tony, weren't you? After his hat-trick against Sheffield United, we spoke a lot about strikers when they're in form, when they're confident, they're, they're ready to put any chance away. And we saw that again with Kelechi and Acho yesterday. He's absolutely on fire. Yeah, he is. And it's that key word, confidence, isn't it? And you know, Tex just said, like, we, we, we've always known he's a good finisher. I, I don't think there's ever really, really been a dispute about the fact that he's a top finisher. I think the dispute would always be, or the, the criticism, if you would like, would have been about his all-round game, his contribution to the team. Listen, that, that's not a new thing. I, I had that my whole career. Yeah, he only scores goals and all them sort of things that people used to say about me. And you do have to contribute to the team. And, and you know, especially in the modern-day game, and especially... If you're trying to do what we, we all call now the high press and you're trying to put defenders under pressure. Um, but, you know, he's, for me, he's been fantastic, Kelechi. And the last, I would say the last half a dozen games, you know, his level of performances have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, of course, he gives the ball away every now and again. But it's because he's trying to do things or he's trying to pass or a through ball that, 
you know, with the confidence that he's got in the moment, he, he's trying to do that. So, you know, he's he's been absolutely fantastic. The one thing I would say about that first goal is it, it drives me mad. I don't know about you, Tags. It absolutely drives me mad with, you know, goalkeepers taking short goal kicks and giving it to the centre-half and then they play it in and normally it comes back to the goalkeeper and he just hoofs <laughs> it down the pitch anyway. So you're thinking to yourself, well, rather than put yourself in that position, why would you not? Tell everyone just to squeeze up and just chip the ball over the press anyway and, and try and beat the press that way. You know, that's not just Manchester United. I think pretty much every team in the Premier League has been caught out this season yeah. with trying to play the ball from the back. But it is infuriating. When it, it's great. When it, when it goes right and you play between the forwards and you have six passes and then it goes into midfield, everyone goes, oh, great football. When it goes wrong like it did for Fred yesterday, it looks mm. awful. But I don't want to take anything away from Kelechi. Great anticipation, not just the anticipation, the touch to go around the goalkeeper. Because we see forwards like that sometimes. They're trying to take a touch around the goalkeeper and they go 10 yards wide of the goal. Mm. None of that with him. It was a fantastic touch and he made it look incredibly easy. You know, but you've still got to get that touch right to get it around the goalkeeper. But, you know, listen, great goal from Leicester's point of view. But for Manchester United, it was awful. It's almost as if, Tony, that players individually don't have any room for their own interpretation of a of a situation, you know, that arises in front of them. They've been coached or schooled in a way they want to play and they try and force yep. the issue out from the back instead of going, well, hold on a minute, it's a little bit tight here. Uh, Fred's already given the ball away twice which and they nearly scored from it. Uh, I'll tell you what, Harry Maguire, I'll just clip one, as you say, over the top, into the midfield or into Martial in the front line. And... As you said, it's not the first time you've seen it this season because teams, it seems to me, are even though they're under a lot of pressure and there's a high press on them, they're still trying to force it out by playing their way out of trouble. And invariably, we've seen it. We've seen it with Leicester against Burnley. You know, with a misplaced pass, they go in and score. And we've seen it again uh, last night with, with Leicester doing it to Manchester United. But if you're an individual and you can see that it's a little bit tight or there's, there's not enough bodies... There's not enough bodies around the ball for you to play out. You've got to be able to just go, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to clip one over the top and then we'll regroup, win it back and go from there. Uh, going back to Kletchi and Acho, Tony, uh, Joel Spencer makes a, a really good point on Facebook. He said, I think it's testament to Brendan Rodgers' man management uh, how much Kletchi's game has improved. He's made him into a brilliantly rounded player now. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the man management's been there. But I also admire Kelechi as well. And I, I've said it before and I've said it again because it must have been so frustrating. I don't know how long has he been at the club, Dan? You could probably answer that while I'm talking here. But he, 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 it feels like he's been at the club for... Three, three years. years. Three and a half years. Three years? Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, and in that three and a half years, Tags, like you, you're thinking how many times has he... Whatever he's done, you know, it doesn't matter because Jamie Vardy's going to play next week. And... That must be so getting knocked down all the time. And even if you have one great game, you know you're probably not going to play the following week. And uh, yes, the man management, I think, has been excellent from Brendan. And, you know, Kelechi's had to bide his time, await his moment to get into the team. But I admire him for the determination and, you know, the just perseverance, if you like, of just keeping doing what he's doing. And as I said last week, you know, it is his place to lose now. You know, he's only going to lose his place by performing poorly over the next three or four games. If he keeps playing like he's playing, he's in that team to stay. And as a result of that, Leicester will tweak their formation to play with the two up front because Jamie's going to play as well. 
and you've got two fantastic forwards. I'm, I know it's not quite falling for Jamie in terms of the lack of scoring goals at the moment, but he's still working hard for the team. He's still a big presence and the runs he makes create space for Kelechi as well. I think it's actually a really, really fantastic uh, partnership that's mm. developing at the moment because mm. they complement each other. You, you, I think sometimes you get partnerships where you get two players trying to do the same thing all the time. They're either trying to win the headers or both trying to come short or both trying to run long. I think there's an understanding there with these two. They know, they seem to know each other's game. And if one comes short, the other goes long. And it's working really, really well at the moment. But yes, great management by Brendan. But I want to give as much praise as I can to Kelechi because I think he's he, he deserved his chance and he's taken his chance. And, you know, he's in fantastic form. You know, it's very difficult at the moment to nominate a Premier League striker who's in better form than Kelechi and Nacho at the moment. Yeah, he signed for the Foxes in 2017 and he is still only 24 as well. So he's got a, yeah, a lot of development and, and he clearly, I mean, well, seven goals in, in his last four games tells you everything you need to know. Uh, let's hear from the Nigerian, Nigerian forward himself and speaking after the game yesterday. Kelechi, congratulations. Another two goals and Leicester City into their first FA Cup semi-final since 1982. How does that feel? Um, as a history and it feels good. Um, we're happy and I, feel, I, I know the, the fans are happy as well. So um, we did it for them and hopefully um, we look forward to the next game and we get prepared and uh, try to get to the finals. Did you think you might have another chance to get another hat-trick? Uh, hopefully it's coming now so I just need to focus and keep working hard every day. Hopefully it will keep coming. In terms of the two goals you did score, obviously the first one was gifted to you. Was that something you'd worked on as a team to close them down when they were trying to play out? Yeah, we prepared really well uh, this week in training, uh, how we're going to press and uh, trap them. So that's what we did and it worked really well for us and and we got we got the goal, the fourth goal, so it worked really well for us. And the second one, was that you in the right place at the right time? You seem to be in all kinds of space on your own at the far post. Yeah. So I'll be happy to be staying there and getting the goal. So, but um, it's just anticipation and awareness, knowing where the ball is going to fall. As a striker, that's what you need. So, hopefully, uh, keep going and hopefully we'll get to the next. You've got an incredible goal record in your last few games. You feel like you're playing your best football of your career right now. Um, hopefully, the best is yet to come. Just need to keep working hard every day in training and. Hopefully, everything will fall in place. Now Southampton in the semi-finals. The draw was actually made at half-time. I don't know if you knew at half-time that... I know, didn't that, know that. OK. I didn't know maybe whether it was extra motivation, but you know that must be you know a positive for you guys now, now that you have the lowest-ranked side left in the competition to face to get through to a potential final of a cup that Leicester have never won. Yeah, I think every team is strong, and Southampton is a strong side, so we need to prepare really well. Uh, for them to, 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 to break them down. So um, I, I think we, we're going to do that in training and get ready for it. Kelechi Iheanacho there speaking to James Fielden after the game. I'm sure you've seen the clip on, on social media, Jerry, of Kelechi Iheanacho at full time. I think he was speaking to the BBC and they, they said to mm. him at the end, Kelechi Iheanacho, well done. You, you got the Man of the Match award. And he said, thank you. And then he just went, woo, like he, uh, <laughs> I heard it full on screen. You probably heard it actually I while you were it. doing our, our post-match show there. Um, he's Brilliant value, isn't he? Yeah. Both on the pitch and, and when he's yeah, speaking. Yeah, I think, you know, he's, he's refreshing when he gets interviewed. Uh, and he, he doesn't always say what you're expecting players to say. I know Allah 
you know, the Mother's Day comments mm. last week, you know, for all the mothers out there, which I think was really refreshing. And uh, yeah, fair play to him. You know, he's a, he, he seems like a very humble guy. Even uh, though he's playing on top of a game, he's he's trying to take it in his stride and he's trying to keep himself grounded and, and think about what has actually got him to the stage where he's at now, which is hard work and training. It's as simple as that. And, you know, we spoke about it earlier. It's it's that change in his attitude that has got him the goals and has got him to, to you know, people are sitting up and start talking about Kelechi and Acho instead of Jamie Vardy. And that's hard work on the training pitch. I'm sure if you win the quiz later on, Jerry, you'll do a Kelechi and Acho style boom well, at some point. Uh, uh, there's, only, <laughs> there's only one boom. <laughs> and that's a Jerry Taggart boom. He's nicked it from me. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, we we can get our who's the fox on the screen. We've still got to hear from Johnny Evans. We'll, we'll be talking about this Come game, on, I'm, I'm sure, for the whole of the, the show this evening. So we'll get our who's the fox on the screen for you. Those of you who are new uh, to Extra Time with us here on LCFC Radio, um, this is your chance to, to get involved with us. So have a guess at who you think this might be. So Jerry and Tony can have a, a little bit of a look at it themselves. Um, get your guesses in, Jerry. Jerry Taggart says he's got it already. There's only one player I know with quiff like that. <laughs> uh, well, get, yeah, get your guesses in on, on Facebook and on Twitter as well. We'll come back to that at the end of the show. Uh, we'll start with our, uh, the first of our extra time teasers as come well. Come on, as man. We're, as come. we're halfway through the show. It's half past six. So... Tony Cotty, again, being on Zoom, you can pick if you want pot one or pot two. Pot one, please, then. Pot one for Tony, pot two for Jerry. Jerry, you can go first, then. Uh, Kelechi Iheanacho, the man we've just been uh, speaking about, has seven goals in his last four games. In all I'm, snookered, I'm, I'm snookered now. <laughs> go on. I want you to tell me, of those seven, how many were with his left foot, how many with his right foot, and how many were with his head? You can have a little bit of time to uh, to figure that out and write those ones down. Uh, I'll tell you what, while Jerry's having a think, Tony, you can answer your first question. Uh, who did Leicester play the last time they reached an FA Cup semi-final all the way back in 1982? Right, OK. Um... I know, I know this. I know the two teams are in the final, Dan. I've just got to pick the right hmm. one for the semi-final, and it's not coming to me. But I'm going to have to have a guess. So I'm going to go Tottenham. Well done. Very good answer. Very good answer. Right, Tony, you can now have a think because there might be a chance you'll be trying to steal Jerry's answer uh, if he doesn't get it correct. I'll give you a little bit more time, Jerry, because I know it's one that you do need to uh, have a bit of a think about. Um, but have you got an idea? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. So four, obviously... four with the left, two with the right, one with the head. Boom! Quality tags, quality. That's a very, very good answer. Very good answer. I nearly went 5-1-1. Then I thought Noah's first goal against uh, Sheffield United was where's right. Yeah. Right, as well as the second. Yeah, two with his right against Sheffield United, of yeah. course. One with his head uh, yesterday uh, against Manchester United, and then four with his left. One against Brighton, one against Burnley, one against Sheffield United, and then one last night as well. Very good answer, Jerry. Thank you. I'm impressed. With I'm that. taking that. You still I'm only taking get all the plaudits. You still only get one point for it. Oh. As well. uh, we'll come back to the. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> You've got the other team. If I find the said Spurs, would you have got the other team? Eighty-two. It was final, to, to me. It was I was in between Spurs and Man City. So 
It was. I was going to. QPR, wasn't it? Was it QPR who got to the final? Was it QPR get to the final? Well, my dream in that. No, I mean, I mean, who they played in the semis? I'm thinking, was it Man City or was it Tottenham? So that's my answer. Oh, would you, you'd have been giving me the other one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, if, if Tony had got it wrong, what would you have said is, is what he said? Man City or Tottenham. I, I couldn't make my mind up which one it was. Okay. So I'd have, I had a 50-50 chance of getting it. QPR, you're right, Tony. I've, I've just looked at yeah. it. Tottenham beat yeah, QPR via replay. Via replay, yeah. yeah. Um, right, yeah, we'll come back to the extra time teasers where it's one all going into the, the final bits. Although, Jerry, you probably do deserve an extra point because it took some working out, but you don't get one. Yeah. So it's oh. still uh, it's still one all. Story of my life. Eh? Right, let's go from one Northern Irish voice to another one then. Johnny on, Evans Johnny. spoke after the win yesterday against his old club. What was the key today in terms of making it such a good performance? Because all over the pitch, Leicester were at everything. It was a game that was played at a real good tempo as well, wasn't it? Yeah, we wanted to press them at times. And I think sometimes when you're playing with, you know, five at the back and, um, you know, two strikers, it can be very difficult to press. But, you know, it took a real sort of um, energetic performance. And, uh, you know, at times we really had to work to, to win the ball back. And, you know, I thought we did that great at times. And, you know, you can see even from the goal, we put them under pressure and managed to, you know, nick a goal early on from it. You're missing so many players for various reasons right now, and even someone like Michael Brighton, who's played just about every position on the field at times, can slot in at right wing back and just not look out of place at all, can he? Yeah, no, Mark's played all over the all over the, the pitch, and you know he's a fantastic pro. Great to see him uh, have another good performance, and um, like you say, you know he's managed to come into the team and, and have a real impact. Southampton next up. Does it favour you that you're playing the lowest ranked side left in the competition? Not necessarily. You know, it's a big occasion, and. Um, be a tough game on the day. We you know we, we played Southampton. We've still got to play them away in the league, but you know we played them here. I think we managed to obviously, you know, beat them at home. But it was a tough night, and um, you know, like I say, it's a big occasion at Wembley. And sometimes it's all about you know handling your nerve. And hopefully we can, you know, be calm and, and put in the performance like we have done most of the season. And just finally on the game here, Manchester United threw on four of the big guns with an hour gone. What was it like trying to organise that back line when you had almost six attackers across the front there? Yeah, I think you just carry on doing much of the same, you know. And um, I think when a team, you know, they want to throw that, man for that many men forward, you know, it always leaves them open on the break. And, you know, I think possibly we could have had another goal or two, you know, on the counter attack today. And, you know, maybe, you know, like I say, we worked so hard throughout the game. So it's very difficult once the legs get tired and the mind gets tired it's hard to sort of find those passes but you know we had one or two chances where it felt like we could have done and maybe scored another you've got soon to on one side and for final on the left i think maybe both of them have struggled a bit with the language when they first came into the club have you learned any turkish or french in your time no, to get them through i haven't but you know two great lads and uh you know both young players really sort of um you know they've got great attributes both of them um front foot defending comfortable on the ball and you know it's it's great to play alongside them and you know enjoy, I really enjoy playing along with, alongside you know both of the boys and you know the attributes that they've got you know makes it easier for me during our match day live post match chat yesterday Jerry we we spoke about the the back three that Leicester <coughs> obviously employing recently and mm -hmm. and playing very well with it was referenced again in that interview the amount of attacking players Manchester United put on towards the end of the game, apart from the free kick, which Casper made a brilliant save from, which yeah. I guess doesn't really count because it is a free kick, it's a set piece. Not once really in that that last 20 minutes did Leicester ever look breached at any point and, and how much of that is down to the likes of Johnny Evans and yeah, that back I, three? Yeah, I think, I th I'm very shut up, it. I think, you know, Casper uh, as well, you know, you've got you to take Casper. Casper never shuts up and, and alongside Johnny, the Pearl and just marshal all the players in front of him and... You've also, you know, Johnny talks about uh, Fafana, Soyuncu, 
I haven't mentioned Wilfred and Dida yet. You know, just in front of them. I mean, that is a scurry uh, set of five players or defensively minded five players that you've got there with Casper. Yeah. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. And and you know, Johnny's right to mention the two lads, front foot defending. It's a dying art. These two young lads come into the club and they're rejuvenating that style of defending. Uh, also, another issue for Manchester United is because the game was compressed for the last 15, 20 minutes, I suppose, in, in uh, or whatever it was, half an hour, in the Leicester City half and, and, and at times inside the Leicester City final third, you had 14, 15, 16 players in that final third. It then becomes very, very condensed. And I'm sure Tony's probably a better one to speak about this. That the, 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 you know, the space and the time that you get in the, when there's that many players in those kind of areas and you've got a team like Leicester who want to defend on the front foot, it makes it very, very difficult for the attacking team to find, you know, to try and get any kind of quality or service into the players. Well, I think that they absolutely handled it, you know, very, very well indeed. They never got stretched, which I think was very, very important. And that's why it became a little bit easier for them to, f to defend against Manchester United after the throwing on all the subs. When you look at that three as a back three, Tony, you couldn't ask really for a better mix just in terms of the types of players that they are, the physicality that each one has, the differences in a way that each one has, the differences obviously in experience as well. They're a perfect foil for each other. It's, it's got everything, hasn't it? It's, it's, it's a back three like, that, that caters for everything and everyone, I think. You know, you've got some really exciting young talent in there. You've got the experience of Johnny. You've got pace. You know, they... they I think what I like about them, they... Sags is talking about front foot defending and they're trying to win the ball and nick the ball. And not, not only do they win the ball and nick the ball, they, they don't then just hoof it up the pitch. They they, they then try and play. They're then trying to make an, an attack happen as well. So you've got defenders that can play. You've got defenders that can defend as well. And, you know, I'm very, very, I said last week, and I say again, I'm very, very excited about where this back three can take Leicester because I think with those three defenders, like, you know, of course, listen, if, if they're going to have an off day every now and again. We know that. But consistently, you're going to get consistent performances with those three. It gives the team so many more options. It gives you the opportunity to play two up front as well. You know, I'm really, really excited about it. But I think, Johnny, Johnny's the one that links it all together, you know, in terms of the communications and the experience. But the two boys either side of him, you know, they're fantastic talents and they are only going to get better. So it's exciting times for Leicester, not just from an attacking point of view, but from a defensive point of view as well. Johnny's like a dog walker and he's got two puppies, hasn't he, on, on leads and he's going down to the park. And all he does is he just lets them off one at a time and then he reins them back in one at a time and he just keeps control of them. And when he needs to let them off the lead, he just lets them off and away they go and they do their thing. Brilliant. Yeah. Was that your dream as well, Tags, that one, was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't exactly put it that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think that was fully reserved for your team then, Tony. Um, <laughs> earlier today, I spoke with club historian John Hutchinson, a man who's been on this show a, a number of times, a man that, that you're very fond of. Uh, Jerry, uh, I spoke to him about the club's history in the FA Cup and, and what the competition means to Leicester fans. I think it means a heck of a lot um, for, for the fans 
they would all love to see Leicester City win the FA Cup. I mean, it's a well-known fact that Leicester have been to more FA Cup finals than anybody else. They hold the national record um, for, <laughs> for going to more FA Cup finals than anybody else and losing every one of them. They lost four of them. You know, as a kid growing up, I remember it was pretty usual for Leicester to go to the FA Cup finals. They got to three in the 1960s. And um, the fact that it's now over 50 years since they've got to an FA Cup final is... Um, it's such a long time, and fans would love to see, uh, myself included, Leicester win the cup. What happened then in in the time since? Why haven't Leicester reached another uh, FA Cup semi final? At least we saw in the nineties how many times they went to Wembley for playoffs and for League Cups. Why why not the FA Cup? I think probably when they got to the FA Cup final in nineteen sixty nine, they were. You know, they're a first division side, although they did get relegated that season. And the club did go through a pretty bleak spell um, during the 80s and the, um, the, 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 late, the late 70s and the early 80s. I think it was part and parcel of where the club was at the time. I mean, they've been to FA Cup quarterfinals. I think they've been to, is it five this, this century? Uh, I mean, Chelsea last season, Chelsea a couple of seasons before that, um, which they didn't go beyond. Um, but in terms of why they didn't get to an FA Cup final for th- uh, semi-final for 39 years. It's difficult to say, really. I mean, they did go through a period in the uh, the 1980s where they didn't get beyond the third round for about three or four, or perhaps even more than that, five or six years. But I honestly think that um, this season, I think the momentum and the forces behind them, and I, I really hope it's going to work, it's as good a chance as they've had for <laughs> 40-odd years, isn't it? Well, hopefully, club historian John Hutchinson is correct, Jerry. Do you agree with him? This is an unbelievable chance, isn't it, to go all the way and, and win the FA Cup this season? I think for all four teams, you know, you have to say it's a, as soon as you get to the semi-finals of a, a cup competition, you know, Johnny mentioned it. It's about handling your nerve uh, when you get the Wembley. You know, it can be it, it can, you can become engrossed in it, and obviously. You know, whether fans are there or not is is we've still got. Off. I'm hearing things about fans maybe trialed at the Leicester City semi final, uh, but we're yet we're yet to, to know about that. But you can become engrossed. So maybe the fact that fans won't be there may, will maybe help the players. But it's all about handling your nerve. It doesn't really matter who you come up against. You've got to stick to what you know and stick to what the game plan is and whatever else, and try and not you know get involved in the. In the spectacle of it all, you know, and, and play the game the way it should be. And if they do that, then yes, then then it becomes a very, very good opportunity for Leicester to get through, absolutely. This group, Tony, they've obviously got experience of, of reaching a, a cup semi-final. But the less talked about, the better. I guess that, that Carabao Cup um, semi-final with Aston Villa last season, what kind of lessons do you think they can learn and, and take into the Southampton game from that? I know, obviously, it is a lot different because it's just the one leg and it's at Wembley, but still, they'll, they'll be able to know that that was such a disappointment that they won't want to repeat that again. Well, I think the simple lesson will be just don't lose a semi-final. You know, I mean, I, I was fortunate in my career that I didn't lose a semi-final. Well, it was the finals. I had the problems with winning. I couldn't win the finals. But, you know, the the, the semi-final is it's a, a so near and yet so far you know, must be a horrible feeling. And I, I think the players would have learned from that, that, you know, they would have been gutted about that, 
you know, disappointment of, of not getting through to the final last year when they lost to Villa. So you, you learn from those experiences. You remember those experiences and you make sure going forward that you, you don't have that feeling again. Um, yeah, I know I know the FA Cup's changed a bit, as in the semi-finals are, are played at Wembley now, which personally I don't particularly agree with, but it is what it is. But if you lose in that semi-final, you know, you're, you're still going to feel as gutted as whether it's at Villa Park or Hillsborough, wherever it might have been in terms of a neutral venue. You're still going to feel as gutted that you haven't got to play in the FA Cup final. And as, as the years go by and people look back and talk about FA Cup finals, they talk about who played in the final. They don't talk about who played in the semi-finals. It's difficult to remember who you played in the semi-finals, you know. So I think Leicester have got to learn from that experience from last year. Um, you know, let's be let's be honest. Let's be really frank about this. You know, you you don't really want to play Man City at the moment. We know they're on a great run of form, and you don't really want to play Chelsea if you're given the option. You don't want to play one of those two because they are two of the, the form sides in the Premier League at the moment. As are Leicester, I might add. But you know, if it was a perfect draw for Leicester in terms of who you'd like to play, I think we all would have said all the Leicester fans would have said. Southampton's got to be the team you want to play to give you the best opportunity of getting to the final. Having said all that, this is a Southampton team that are very dangerous. They haven't conceded a goal in the FA Cup so far this, this year. And, you know, they're just before Christmas, they was right up there at the top of the Premier League. They've had a bit of a dip, but they've got some good players. And on the day, they could be very, very dangerous. So it's concentration time. Yes, it's a good draw. Yes, I, I'm hopeful that Leicester will get to the FA Cup final. But you never know in the FA Cup and they've really got to be on their game against Southampton. As Tony said, they've had a great run in, in this yeah. season's FA Cup. They've beaten Shrewsbury in the third <clears> round, then Arsenal, then Wolves, then Bournemouth. All, as Tony says, without conceding a goal. Yeah, and, and again, you know, you look at their league form, they've only won two games this calendar year in the league. But in between all that has been the FA Cup run where they've, they've done fantastically well. I think they played Wolves in the Cup one day and a couple of days later they played them in the league and lost. So just, you know, so there's some, there's a little bit of mistakes around in Southampton in this FA Cup run as well. You know, so they won't count themselves out of it, even though they're coming up against Leicester. Uh, so yeah, exactly right. You have to treat this like you would any other Premier League game or any other big, big game. But obviously, you've got to play the game and that's it. Forget about everything else. Forget about what's at stake. Uh, I promise we talk about Brendan Rodgers, the fact it was his 100th game in charge. One of the most memorable games I think he's probably had since he arrived, Derry. There have been some very memorable moments, but that, that probably will be right up there. And, and quite fitting, I guess, that he did get that win in his 100th game in charge. Well, yeah, I think, you know, when you put everything together, 100 game in charge, you play <coughs> Manchester United in the corner final AFA Cup, then yeah, it was a special, it's got to be a special occasion for him. I know he's been been there seen it and done it all before Brendan as a manager uh, but yeah it's got to be a special moment for him and, and, and a fitting you know end to that 100th game without a shadow of a doubt How would you assess his, his 100 games in charge and his just over two years in charge Tony? Uh, fantastic um, I think when Leicester signed Brendan from Celtic I think the Leicester fans would have been excited they would have been pleased with the signing um, but there also would have been the question marks that, unfortunately, people say about Brendan is, oh, yeah, but when he was at Liverpool, he never won the league and all the silly things they say about him. You know, I, you know, I personally don't go along with all that. I think he was very, very unlucky at Liverpool and they should have won the league that season. We know that. He did an outstanding job at Celtic. He's come to Leicester and 
Has, has he done better than what I thought he would do? I, I think the answer would probably be yes. You know, I, I, I expected him to do well. I expected him to get Leicester going. I expected Leicester to be putting in a challenge to getting into Europe, you know, to do well in cup competitions and, you know, to get them well organised and everything. But I didn't expect the quality of the signings that have come into the football club under Brendan. You know, some of the football that they play, some of the performances and results that they've had. And to, you know, for the second season to be up there with a fantastic chance of qualifying for the Champions League, forget about an FA Cup semi-final, but to be for two years running to to be in with a chance of qualifying for the Champions League. He's done an incredible job. It's been 100 fantastic games. And did I, did I read right about his win percentage as well, Dan? Was it 53%? Did I see that? Did I read that right? I mean, it's it's a fantastic return of wins, if that's right what I'm saying. You know, he really has got the boys playing and it's been a, it's been a real joy. You know, for me to be a part of it and watch what they've been achieving over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, Craig on Facebook says, uh, two years of Brendan Rodgers, 100 games, it's been amazing so far. Mm. And it has, obviously, there there have been low points, as, as Tony's yeah. touched upon a little bit there. Of course there has, there, there will be for, for any club. Absolutely. But there have been so many high points. And we hope that, what will be now, March 22nd, we hope that in exactly two months' time there'll, there'll be some really, really high points towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. No, you know, it's true to say, and, and again, you've got to analyse what you know, what he's trying to create. It's a, he's a, it's a time thing for for Brendan with the, the squad of players that he has, and he's right. You know, has he surprised? Has he over? Has he surprised everybody in 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 the success that he's had? Yes. So that's a tick in the box. Has he improved the players since he's been here? The answer to that is yes. Has he improved the squad? With better players, don't forget Leicester have sold some big players, you know, to you know, um, for some big money. In recent times, and yes, they've replaced them, but they've spent less money on what they've sold the players on for. And but they keep coming through, like your Fafanas, your Soyuncus, uh, Castanias. You know, you need these players keep coming through. James Justin, another one. And so you have to say that, yes, every box is ticked for Brendan Rodgers. And yes, people are going to say, well, he hasn't won anything or blah, 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 blah. But the overall uh, picture for Leicester City is that Brendan Rodgers has improved the team. Uh, he's improved the results. He's improved the league standing. Uh, well, obviously, we'll, we'll find out a little bit more in the, in the month or so to come till the end of the season. But you have to say it's been an unbelievable journey for him so far and everyone involved. Uh, t- Tony Cotty, by the way, you were spot on. Um, 100 games in charge, 53 wins, which obviously means a, 53%. a 53% win percentage. Good yeah. maths, Jerry, quickly yeah. there. I like it. <laughs> which is 53 wins. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before, we, <laughs> before we do... 100 the... games, 53 wins, 53%. Maths with Jerry Taggart. You get it all on extra time. Um, before we go back to our extra time teasers, we've got to talk about the, the Yuri Tielemans goal. I think it yeah. was 29 passes in the build-up. Mm. Matt Elliott Matt, called it. Yeah, Matt called the it. The goal of the season so far for Leicester. There have been some pretty good ones, but it's got to be right up there. It was unbelievable. I'd like to see it again, yeah. But if you're saying 29 passes and then that little give-and-go from Yuri and Kelechi, then yeah. And then the run of Vardy. And I, and I think, again, that's a, that's a part in the move that gets overlooked is Jamie Vardy's run. You know, if Jamie Vardy doesn't make that run, then the two centre-halves are standing still and and, and Yuri Tillemans is coming straight on to uh, both centre-halves from Manchester United, Maguire and... Uh, Lindelof. Lindelof. But because Vardy makes that run across the edge of the box, 
it unsettles Lindelof and he moves to he moves to the left. And that's when Yuri Tillemans decides to just hesitate, look as if he's going to pass it to Vardy. And it just sets him, his body line up perfectly to bang it into the bottom corner. So Jimmy Vardy that's, has to take a bit of credit for that. It's such an important run tag. So yeah. As a forward, there, there are times when you, you, you assess the situation and you very quickly have to make your mind up on what you're going to do. And there are times when you make a run and you know full well that you're not going to get the ball and yeah. sometimes you're not interested in getting the ball, but you're making the decoy run and you're, you're creating an opportunity for your teammate. And you're quite right, Tags. It was a fantastic run because as soon as he makes that run, the two defenders are, whoa, where do we go now? What, who, do, who do we go to? Do we go to the ball? We will go with the man. By the time they've worked out what to do, it's too late. Mm -hmm. But when you've got a player of Tielemans quality, you know, the strike was fantastic. Yes, we had all the passes before and the one-two, etc. It was a fantastic strike as well, but it was a key part that Jamie Vardy played in that goal. It was a brilliant run and it, it just puts defenders off. They, it, and it's a split second, but that's enough for, a, for a, a, a midfield player of Tielemans quality to get that shot in and put it in the back of the net. Yeah, unbelievable goal. Um, right, before we go to our Who's the Fox and our extra time teasers, Tony, don't think we were going to go 55 minutes without mentioning West Ham 3, Arsenal 3. <laughs> what a game, Dan, yeah. It was, a, it, was a, well, it, was, it was a fantastic football game. Obviously, I'm disappointed that West Ham didn't win the game. I mean, that was outstanding for 30 minutes, but then I think Arsenal showed exactly what they are this year. Such an inconsistent team to be so poor and then to be so good in the second half, it shows you where Arsenal are at the moment. But it was a great game of football. I watched that. And then, of course, I then watched Leicester Man United. So what a Sunday I had. I really, really enjoyed the football yesterday. But a little bit disappointed, obviously, that West Ham did win. From a Leicester point of view, obviously, it's a great result because it keeps it at still seven points. West Ham in fifth, Leicester in third. And that's the, the difference between the Champions League places at the moment. Nicely put, Tony. Ever the professional. Uh, right, let's get our Who's the Fox graphic uh, up on the screen for you one more time so you can have a, a couple more guesses at it. We've had loads and loads of correct ones in. We've had yeah. quite a few incorrect ones as well, oh, to be fair. Surprising. Um, well done to Joel, to Dan, to Raymond, uh, to Jane. There's, there's a number of others as well that, that have got this one correct. Jerry Taggart called it early. You said you, you knew it. Yeah, well, sort of Man United and Eric Bay there gives it away. Harvey Barnes with his goal against Man U on Boxing Day. Correct. And his little quiff. Correct. I thought we'd try and trick a few people and, and put it as Man United, so people might have thought it was one mm. of the players yesterday, but no. Uh, Harvey Barnes it is. Uh, well done, Jerry. You're on fire this Eric evening. Bay didn't play yesterday. He didn't. That was a big clue, wasn't it? Yes. Well done, Jerry. Well done. Um, right, uh, extra time teasers. It's one all going into these final two questions each, so it's all to play for. Um, Jerry, you can go first with your second question. You're pot number two, aren't you? Uh, which team currently sits top of the French top division? So, Ligue 1, who, who is top? Is that a trick question? Nope. Sounds like one text, didn't it? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's got to be PSG because they win it every year, but he's going to tell me it's not, isn't he? Is that your answer then? Yeah. <laughs> well done. 
To be fair, they, they've not been top for a while. And then there was a big game yesterday. They played Leon. It was a top of the table clash and they, and they won, won, which put them top oh. above Lille. So Lille have actually been top Lille. for a while. Yes, oh. um, but PSG have gone top. Uh, so well done, Jerry. There's a tick for you there. Uh, Tony Cotty looks a bit miffed with uh, that well, question. I, well, it was an educator, I guess, yeah. but I, I haven't looked. Anyway, carry on. Uh, Tony, who scored Leicester's goals in the win at the Etihad earlier in the season? Obviously, they're, they're Leicester's next opponents, Manchester City. Uh, so who scored their goals in the 5-2 win at the Etihad? Leicester's goals only. Uh, what do you want? How many, what, all the goal scorers you want? Just, you? just the Leicester goal scorers, please, yeah. Uh, well, James Baddison scored one. Um, Vardy scored. Uh, I'm struggling now to remember the others. Uh, Dennis Pratt. Go on. Tielemans. Oh, yeah, there it is. Well, well Madison, Tielemans, Vardy Hattrick. Well done. Tony Cotty took on three defenders, laid it across the goal. Jerry Taggart tapped it home, but he gets the point. Uh, good steal yeah. from Jerry. So you're now 3 1 up. Big, uh, big job for you to do with these last couple, uh, Tony. Um, it's my question. I've just answered his. Do you want to go now again? Okay, you can go now. Uh, in the Premier League game with Manchester United at King Power Stadium, the one that we just saw a picture of Harvey Barnes in, Casper uh, Schmeichel made a remarkable save in the second half when it was one all. Oh, oh God, right. Brilliant, strong, one-handed save. Who was the player that had the shot? Cavani. Mm. Well, it was only him or someone else. That uh, um, I need this, don't I? Um, I? I don't know. I'm going to guess at Rashford. Oh. It's game on. It's 3-2 going into your last <laughs> question, Tony. Not, uh, not Fernandes. Did you not think Fernandes? That's who the other player was in my head. It was M2. Uh, it was just there, tagged it. Was just, yeah, know. Rashford was through on goal at 1-0 yeah, just after the yeah, break. I know Unbelievable yeah, uh, yeah. save. Yeah. Uh, right, Tony, you get this. You force a tiebreaker. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach are reportedly set to announce which former Premier League midfielder as their new manager in the summer. It's been uh, in the news today. I must admit, when I was doing my walk along South End Seafront, I didn't notice the news, Dan, so... Um... <laughs> Uh, so if it's any consolation, I haven't got a Scooby either. No, but Premier League, former Premier League midfielder. Yep. Is there any other clues, Dan? Like, no, 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 no. You give him the no. question. You got to answer it, TC. But I, I don't him. know. He's That's played... the only clue you're getting. I don't know the answer. Uh, he's played in Germany. Think, yeah. He's played in Spain, and he's played in England. <laughs> I still ain't gonna. Work. Yeah. It's not going to help you. Uh, pass, and I don't know. I'll be here all night trying to guess that one. Pass. Um, well, Jerry, you've won anyway. I'll pass as well. Uh, it was Zabi Alonso. So Zabi Alonso is set to be named. It's, it's been yeah all, all over the news well, today. Yeah, I thought no. that you might have seen it. No, well, it finishes 3-2 anyway uh, to Jerry Taggart. So well done, Jerry. Heads into the international break full of confidence. Ooh, well done, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs>
we, we nearly had a, a West Ham Arsenal style comeback from Tony uh, yeah. on, on the quiz, but it wasn't to be in the end. Uh, thanks to uh, to Tony Cotty and to Jerry Cheers, for their company this evening. Uh, speaking about that fantastic FA Cup victory over Manchester United yesterday, do yourselves a favour, go on LCFC.com and watch the highlights again. It's well worth it. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.